Hello and welcome to the Nexus Talks podcast. Here at Nexus, we delve into the experiences and insights from specialists and thought leaders within the creative, tech and digital industries across the globe. At Nexus, we speak freely and touch on the topics that often go unspoken. Welcome to another episode of Nexus Talks. Today, I'm speaking with Sebastian Thiel, whose story is nothing short of extraordinary. He's a director, filmmaker and art curator who started his journey at the age of 17. He's worked with the likes of BBC, ITV, Amazon Prime and Netflix. Hello. Morning, how are you? Morning, I'm good, I'm good. How have you been? You been all right? Yeah, I've been all right, thank you. I've had like a bit of a cold for the past like two weeks, so I'm oh. just like recovering from that. But what about you? Yeah, I've been I've been all right. I've been in like a um it's been a different kind of period for me because it's been a bit of a um a bit of downtime because of, you know, all the strikes that are happening are kind of affecting the UK as well. Things are a bit slow and stuff. So it's just giving me time to just be creative again in different ways, you know. So yeah. Have you good. managed to rest in between that or are you Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. Like 'cause like with the summer holidays, I've been on a couple holidays. Yeah as well um i had a, had a couple breaks and stuff so it's, it's been good and it was my birthday last week so yeah okay nice nice thank you so much for making time by the way um i've been oh. talking you hard doing all my <laughs> good catch and stuff and honestly absolutely in awe of you um so i'm very very excited that you've made time for us today and hopefully i can do this interview justice and we can talk about everything that you've done sebastian for our listeners can you tell us a bit about yourself who you are and what you do. Oh, nice. So, um, yes, my name is Sebastian Till. I'm a filmmaker and I guess an art curator. So I run a company called Dope Black Art. Um, and yeah, man, I started on the, in the online space um, doing uh, videos and graphic designs and so many different things. And, and through the years, I started to find my foot in like really just film directing mainly so um yeah so at the moment i'd say those are those are my core areas of focus but it might change again one day you know wake up one day and know what you want to do um no like i was when i when i was young i wanted to be a basketball player so like basketball and sports was my life for a long period of time and then um things fell through like i was meant to go to america on like a scholarship and and loads of there was loads of different opportunities that were coming and going and I was getting close and it just wasn't working out and then I just got fed up and and um and when I was about I think 15 I can't remember how old you are when you're in college but when I was around that age I took a gap year um and I just said let me just figure out something else like let me let, let me figure out what I want to do in life and then I, I started doing graphic designs which led to me doing t-shirts which led to me doing an advert for the t-shirts and the advert was a little comedy sketch with a dot the comedian yeah and that that video went viral um it went on like world star hip-hop and all these different websites wow. back in, and it done really well and it made me really pay attention to the power of um video and that medium and i was like oh my gosh like the videos are doing way better than the t-shirts maybe i should change what what I'm doing and so then I started to take video and film more seriously started to do more short films and just learn from my peers and and carry on just growing self-taught 
And then my step into the industry was through a short film called, uh, not short film, through a web series called Just the Club. So yeah. I don't know if I'm, now I'll, I'll just end up rambling and rambling, but I mean, is that, this isn't is that, rambling. This is perfect. That a good place to stop. <laughs> this is a, no, you carry on. If, if I wanted you to stop, not that I ever would, I would tell you, no, this is awesome. Because I always okay. find it so interesting when someone goes into an industry and obviously Blossoms does amazing, but actually originally, did you even wake up and think, oh, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be art curator. Is that, that's not always the process because a lot of people are like, I have no yeah. idea what I want to do with my life. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, for me, it was um, now that I am doing film, I can see some of the things that, that I don't know, like little glimpses of, of me liking it when I was young. Right. But it wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not like one of those film directors that had a camera when they were like five years old. Three months but, old, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, when I was in secondary school, I used to take a little video camera and record all my friends. So maybe I was a bit of that guy, you know, but I, so I saw it as documenting um, uh, that period of my life. You know, my dad, in fact, my dad used to tell me, he used to be like, document, document, like you would want these memories, you know? So I, so I just used to film my friends and then, um, yeah, maybe that is part of, yeah, part it yeah. was part of that journey. And me and my sister used to watch a lot of films as a, as a, like with our family. Like whenever we used to go um, to my aunties or, or anything, it was always film heavy. That's how what me and my sister done. And she's an actress, so it's Hi. so you know maybe 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 there was something there. But I mean, uh, um, yeah. Has she ever been in any of your movies programs? Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the film. Yeah. So okay. just a couple was yeah. So that series, that series. Well, she's she she's been in a lot of them. I always throw her in, but uh, <laughs> she went she went in. She was like the lead in just a couple. So just a couple was a series that was like just based on this the trials and tribulations of like a young couple just always like in conflict, but they really love each other and they're just trying they're trying to make it work. And she was, um, I used that that concept to practice my writing. So I never used to write. And I always used to get people to execute concepts that I would think of. And right. then this was me saying, look, I want to start writing. Let me do something very simple, two characters, and I'll just write little scenarios. And that's what I've done on, on YouTube. And then that's the show that got um, the attention of BBC. Right. And then we, then that show got made into a uh, web series for BBC Free. And then that was like my foot in to the industry so I think um yeah so that that was like a fun little a fun journey a fun way to to do it did you argue with your sister while she was working with you no no, <laughs> no 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 we don't to be fair we 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 always have like our little tips and little arguments outside of film but no not really that's so cool no, I, like it's it's it it's it's quite it's really good because I because I know her she knows me like I and and I like working. Generally, a lot of the times, people like to work the same kind of people because you start to have a bit of a shorthand, and I definitely have a shorthand with her. So, so that, yeah, so it was great. I love that. I just yeah. imagined working with my brother. When you said that, I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's just me and my brother that fight twenty four seven. I love that. And the way you're talking about your career so far, Sebastian. 
I'm not saying you're doing this intentionally, but you make it sound like a nice evolution. You've worked on this, which developed into that. Did you ever have really challenging times? I, I imagine you did as a young yeah. film entrepreneur. Yeah, of course, of course. Like it was there were there were, there were loads of times. I mean, like when I first when I was first doing things for a long time, it, it was like hard. Number one, hard to make things because film and TV costs money. Like it, it costs money to make. So what I used to do is I used to do a lot of um, corporate work and community projects and things like that. Working in youth clubs to to fund everything that I was doing online. So I would do these projects, use that money, fund stuff online. Like I'll take crazy risks as well. Like sometimes I'll borrow money and then make a film out of it, not knowing how I'm going to pay the money back. But I just really wanted to make the film and then I'll find a way to pay the money back. And it was like, those were, those were the kind of things I was doing. But I mean, also it's, it's mainly, I think the challenging part was the financial strain and, and um, because creatively I was just hungry and I wanted to do stuff like the amount, when I look back now, I'm 33 now. And like, when I look back at what I'd done when I was 19 or 18, I'm even in, I'm shocked. Cause I'm like, how could you have done so many like short films and this? I just don't know how I had the energy or the time, yeah. but I'll, I think I'll just want go, 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 go. So um so yeah i think the, the biggest challenges was like financial also there was an aspect of um business and things that i just had to learn the hard way such as like i, I register it was easy to register a business you just go online register in a limited company boom but yeah. the responsibilities of doing your accounts and all of that i didn't even know what i was doing so that i remember i got fined by how um hmrc or company yeah, house, yeah. and i got I got, I think they fined me like £600 or something at, at 18 for like not filling out a form. And I was like, what the hell is what? this? Yeah. And I was just had, I had to just pay it off slowly and, and stuff. They don't teach and, you about self-assessment and self, and being self-score, no. do they? <laughs> nah, so I was just like, so there was things like that. There was the um, challenge of like not, I never went film school. So I never went to, I didn't know anything technically, but I think that naivety helped me. Like it just made me just do stuff. Did you um, think, did you find anyone in the industry that kind of asked you that question though? Like, oh, did you go to film school? Did it ever hold you back? No, it didn't hold me back. It comes up now in terms of just as a question, like mm. a talking, but it never, it was never like, let me see your grades, you know, like it. That is, yeah. It's never... Yeah, what did you get in your GCSEs? It was never that. I don't think I've Do ever you, been asked that. Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a genuine question for a lot of people when they're entering the industry and they're quite new. They're like, should I go to film school? Should I go to uni and get a degree and, and yeah. do these things? But you're living proof that you don't actually need to do that. Like you, uh, look, I, I would say it depends on what kind of person you are. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I think I'm honestly like the type of person that can like learn things by myself. And I don't mean just by myself. I mean, like, literally buying books, looking at YouTube. So I did go to film school in a way. Like, I was I was looking at YouTube, learning how to edit, doing tutorials. Like, so I absorbed in just a way where I kind of made my own syllabus. You know? And, like, I, I also done um, work experience at Jump Off TV. They used to do, like, a big, like, hip-hop event. 
um, and I were really big in YouTube um, viral content early on when we didn't really know or understand it. And they taught me how to edit. And the, the, the way it was, the reason why it was so easy as well was because the first edit they gave me was a basketball edit as well. It was like for midnight night, midnight madness. So it was like my attention was, was like, was on because yeah. I know basketball. I love basketball. And I was learning how to edit whilst, and with that content, it just made it so much easier. Yeah. And then. And then I took what I learned from there when I was when I was about eighteen, seventeen, and just started to build my own YouTube channel. And yeah, do you know what's really beautiful? Every time I ask you a question, whenever you answer, you're smiling in your answer. Like it's almost like oh. your memories. It's actually such a nice thing to see. Like you look at that fondly. I'm not saying that it was a yeah. difficult moment. I'm sure. Like even now, there's so many challenges within this industry. But it's really nice yeah. thing, smiling. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. It's nice memories. Like one of my fr- my my friends, I sw- I met up with an old friend the other day who was like, we were, he he helped me build Upshot like when we were really young, like when we were eighteen, nineteen, um, and then um, we just haven't seen each other for years, and we connected, and he said something. He said something like, "Your childhood prayers are stronger than your adult ones," or something like that. Like, cause you just see it, and cause basically everything that we wanted when we were young are like the, those are the things mainly that are like ma- manifesting, and they're still yeah. really powerful. So it's like I think this, the last few weeks have just been really reflective of thinking of that, and as well. So, yeah. Well, since you've brought up Upshot Entertainment, let's talk about that. Yeah. What let's is go. that? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I I've neglected it for a long time. Really? So I yeah because I Upshot was so it it started off as as just Upshot and then I used to do clothing it used to be Upshot clothing Upshot community Upshot this Upshot that I used to, I wanted to do everything and like change the world through Upshot um, and then as I got older I started to, I I realized how much I liked filmmaking and I wanted to use. I felt like filmmaking as a vehicle included everything anyway, like clothing, like music, community. There's loads of aspects within films and filming that it included. So I thought, let me focus in this area. So Upshot then evolved from, you know, doing many things to being a online film production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say the first phase of it was doing having one arm the, the 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 arm that made money was something people didn't really see which was as i as i mentioned earlier doing corporate videos and um working with different clients and 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 me using my services and then i'll use that money and build upshot tv yeah and upshot tv was where we put our web series and and shows and short films and built a community so um yeah but when I say I neglected it I mean I put the the, you know I had done a lot of shows on there and I don't really do shows on YouTube anymore because I got into TV so um yeah I would love to go back like I actually miss doing stuff online 
Like it was, it was so fun because you just don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Creative freedom, right? Creative freedom. You don't have to answer to anyone. You're just creating. Like you're just with your friends. Like it, it, it's, it's a different kind of experience. Yeah. It's not obviously the production value and things are not as high level, but um, the the enjoyment, like the the process is was very different. And mm. I actually really miss that now being on the other side, you know. So it's something that I want to find a way to get back into just creating, creating, yeah. creating whenever I'm not doing TV. No, I get that. And Upshot yeah. Reels is part of that as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So Upshot Reels is a service. So Upshot Reels used to be a private service um, for identity agency group. And mm. what we do is we do um, monologue reels for actors. Um, and, um, predominant back in the day, predominantly it was just for actors that were trying to make that transition from the UK to, um, the USA. So we used to do US monologue reels, um, and the process and how we film them was quite unique for the time. And I developed this format with, um, Femi Ogun and then we, um, um, and then in, when was it, 2019, I made the service public. So in 2019, it was public. And then actors outside of the identity agency um, group could hire our services. So, um, yeah, so that's something that we do. When you say it was unique at the time, what was so different about it? Um, I think people weren't really taking that approach. I think the traditional approach was that actors would have a showreel of content based on what they've done already and um, like within tv within film within theater um, and then occasionally they might have done showreels of scenes that people have filmed to make look like tv right so what right. we done is we stripped that all back and we just filmed them um, similar to a self-tape but filmed them in with a background black background um and then try to have a little bit of a cinematic approach to it, but just keep it plain, clean, simple, and where you just focus on the actor. Um, also, the actor is performing to the camera, which is a bit, um, uh, which isn't something that people will generally do. Um, so yeah, there were those little factors, very very small factors, but as a selling tool for a client, I don't think people would using that and doing that, and and that's something that you know, Femi was doing and done really well and got a lot of actors um, amazing breaks through it. Um, one of them, I think the, the, one of the ones that a lot of people know about would be Damson Idris. Um, and and um, I think pe people know about that the most because he, he posted that on YouTube. Mm. So he posted his reel on YouTube and that's how people started to even know about this the service really so there was like little trickles of what is identity do it because like like before i was doing it for everyone um there were these little trickles of oh my gosh what's this real this real help dancing yeah. and so then when we came out people already kind of knew knew the history no they looked incredible when i was looking on on instagram they looked great because i have quite a few friends who have to do a lot of self-tapes and they hate it because they're like 
how do I make it look so cinematic when it's just me and my iPhone, basically? Um, yeah. Do you have any tips for actors getting noticed when they're doing their self-tapes at all, actually? Um, number one, what you said, I would say, like, you don't have to have it um, look cinematic and stuff. As a director, I know what it takes to do that. And, it, and mm. I mean, sometimes when you see self-tapes, like, the production value is just crazy. It's just, it's... Sometimes it can feel like it's too much, um, but it's but it's not too much. It's good. It's nice to see people make effort. But I mean, you don't have to do that. All you need to do is make sure that the sound is audible, like you can hear it. We can see you, and um, you know, there's there's um, you're in a nice frame. Like I can see. It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's happy. It's just your chin. <laughs> or like. <laughs> anything like that but I mean it's yeah you just got to be um th those some of those um elements if you just if you have those elements then it's about the acting and I guess the acting comes into craft like how like I think a lot of things that some untrained people or or inexperienced people do is they might not um understand the text a lot right so they might not fully fully understand what's happening in the show or what's happening within that scene and then it comes through in their performance like their choices don't align with the complete vision um, whether it's the tone of the show like what type of comedy is it what type of drama is it what what do you think the the, the, the show is, where do you think this show is leaning towards in terms of style and making that decision when you're doing your tape I think that is something that a lot of intelligent actors do and then they end up getting roles and parts, you know. So I think it's just about uh, craft, um, using your intelligence, like actually like breaking things down, breaking down the text, adding subtext. Um, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a few things. And the, some of these things, some people do in that, like with instinct, you know. Um, but when you break it down, if you're not that person, if you're not the person that is doing it impulsively well, then those are things you can learn in drama school. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, not only are you a filmmaker but and a director, but you also said that you are the founder of Dope Black Art. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Dope Black Art. You're too much, Sebastian. I'm yeah. trying to keep up with this. <laughs> Yeah, Go Black Art started as like a it started as a hobby. Like I just really, really enjoyed um enjoy, enjoy art. And I remember when I used to try and search for black art, like art with black people in it, it would just come up with black and white pieces on Google. Like black wow. and white pieces. Yeah. Um like so I was like, how do I how do I and then and then I would have to write African art and then it would come up with African specifically african kind of inspired art but i was like no i just want to see i want to see black people africans every like that just within art like so anyway i'd done a um a instagram page um just kind of organizing it really just seeing things that i liked posting it and then it, it just grew it grew it it grew organically we've got about eight hundred and seventy five thousand. Um, followers and it's just been it was something that just grew out of 
love and trying to support the art scene um and people have appreciated it which has been great and it just feeds into what i'm doing with with film because whenever we need artists or whenever i want artwork in the background or something or in a house that we're doing i'll get some some artists from the black art or if i'm doing posters or if i need artwork done i can use them use that service but then as well as that we've done some cool collaborations like the last collaboration we've done was with black panther and we've done four pieces for disney that were four original artworks um by dope black artists that we that we um suggested um and then um yeah they launched it through their platform the artists um got a lot of exposure from it and of course payment but um it was yeah just it, it's really great to be part of um something like that or, or or just things like that even if i'm not making it i'd love to make black panther 4 or whatever i mean yeah. if i'm not making it at least i'm Manifest making it sebastian making posters so i yeah. mean um yeah it's, it's it's been it's been great it's like it's been fun fun to do and fun to see the artists careers blow as well it's yeah. just i love seeing that you know like just whether you're being a part of people's journey or witnessing their journey i just love i just love that whole thing seeing growth and that's amazing and like can an artist just sign up to the platform is that how it works they kind of just sign up and show their art or how does the person um, that is heavily curated so it's, yeah. it's what i see and what i like and i post it it's very it's very um i guess uh, personal taste okay cool. Uh, not um there's um it's not like a team of us that post it's literally what i see what i like it's literally just you yeah well i've I, got a business but, partner okay but yeah, yeah, i yeah. i I, po- I curate the page all right got but, you um, we work together on other aspects of the business but in terms of the actual page i mean it's like it's personal taste of oh yeah of what of what i like really I love that. Genuine question, Sebastian. How do you manage it all? Because you are doing quite a few different things. I guess they all they come together. I know, I appreciate that, but it sounds like a lot. Like I'm listening to it and I'm getting overwhelmed. How do you manage all of that? Yeah, um, uh, it does. It does. It does get hard. I think one of the things that I probably need to get better on is delegation. Like delegating. Um, and I think that that would actually probably uh, propel like growth to to the next level in areas. But I mean, in terms of managing loads of different things, I think for 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 a long time I've been I've been forced to be to have to do loads of things at the same time because nothing has been secure. When you're a freelancer, that's what you learn very quickly. And I think, especially because I started, I was I've been freelance since I was eighteen, so like. I've like I've been fortunate enough to have all those experience of not having money or not having the um, or having to juggle ten different projects or dealing with clients or how to write emails and making yeah. mistakes and deadlines and deliverables and all of those kind of things. Wherever I've uh, I've been able to make those mistakes quite early, so now there's loads of systems in place. Like I know how to communicate deadlines. I know how to make emails. I know how to do all these things that are very they're just they're they're impulsive now um and it speed up workflow also 
there's just loads of things that are out there helping now. Like there's this AI um, calendar software. Well, task task slash calendar software that I use called Motion. Thank you. Um, and that's, yeah, and I've just started using that now. So whenever I use, it's quite bad for PAs. I don't want to make PAs lose jobs. But We're, Most people are going to lose their jobs in reality. Yeah. AI is literally coming for all of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, so what it does is it literally, for example, if you have loads, loads of tar. Okay, so what my issue, what my issue is, is because I control my hours and control my projects and control everything I want to do. When it comes to doing certain things, I don't, sometimes I don't always prioritize by what should be done. I, I will do what I want to do. So I'll be like, uh... I feel like writing today. I'm not going to do that edit. I'll do that tomorrow or something. Like, so sometimes I, I, I'll catch myself doing that. And what that does is then it, you know, by the time the deadline comes, you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I need to do it. And then it's like last minute scrambling. You know, that, that kind of what you used, to do, used to do in school for homework. Yeah. So, I'd, so, so I found myself doing that sometimes. So I was trying to look for things to put in place. And then this software came up. Um, motion and what you do is you just put all your tasks in and you put the deadline and then you also put the priority order of like if it's like a soft deadline hard deadline high priority low priority you, you just type those those things in and then after that it organizes your schedule I love so that. to output you can put like 50 tasks in there and just put that information and then within the week it will put them in priority order and then if i need if i've got a meeting so say if i put interview with you in in at like 11 a.m yeah there's something in there at 11 a.m it will just shift everything and move it oh sick so it so, can yeah. that's what you want it to do it's not going to like be like no <laughs> you've booked yeah as well like if you put something in there like for a specific time it will also move everything else so it's like having a you don't it's like having a pa you don't have to you you if you just go by what you said was priority then then you've got everything there. And it's also, it's got some other cool features as well, but that that has really helped. It's I like having it. someone say, Seb, this is priority today, you know? Like um, as well as myself, it's it's just a really good reminder. I'm, I'm not into star signs. Like I'm not a huge horoscope person or anything, but I'm telling oh, really? you now, Virgos, we are both the same in that for some crazy reason, we know what we should be doing, but I'd be like, you know yeah. what? I want to paint my room today. So what? <laughs> I don't feel zen enough in this room. And you know what? I think this is a very bad thing to say. Our superpower, yes, we don't delegate. I completely back that. I'm so bad at that. But somehow we always get it done. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's what I'm saying. When You're we right. procrastinate, we don't have any fear. Because I'm like, yeah, but I know I'm going to get it done. I don't know how. And I'll probably make myself sick in the process. But yeah. I know I'm going to get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Exactly, exactly right. And um, oh, what was I going to say? You were saying something about Virgos. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It'll probably come back to me. But yeah, what you're saying is facts. It's true. Yeah. It's not solid advice, obviously. So anyone listening, don't just think it's going to get done because, yeah, it's not the best way to live. But eventually it all does come together. Yeah. Um, Sebastian, what exciting collaborations or projects can we look forward to from you? Actually, first of all, sorry, oh, yeah. congratulations on 
Different masks, black. I've seen so many different different trailers. It looks freaking hilarious. Oh, thank you so much. Like that was, that was. So that was actually my first thirty minutes like show. So so I done when I done just a couple. Just a couple was a web series, and it, and it was ten minutes per episode. Then I done Dreaming Whilst Black. I actually done my episode in two thousand and. 21 i think oh okay cool yeah so i i, I think 2021 or 2020 it might be 21 um and then i when i'd done that it was a pilot right and then the pilot um they got it commissioned they won us the, not one but they got a series out of it and then whilst i got a series out of that i went and done uh, no whilst i was working on the writing i went and done riches for amazon and itv and then when the when the show came when they were now getting into production for Dreaming Wars Black the season I was on something else. Oh, so okay. I, I I didn't do the other episodes, but um, my episode became episode one, which is great because sometimes that doesn't happen to pilots. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's been it's it's that's been great. I think so. My latest in terms of what exciting collaborations or projects, I think the next. The next show that I have coming out is called Supercell, um, which is Ratman's show. Um, and I directed um, half the season with him. So, um, so yeah, that's great. I, again, I got to work with so many of my friends, which was amazing. There was a, one of the producers was the producer of my first short film. So it was like a really full circle moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's that's probably, that's the latest project and then i just want to get back into doing some shorts man like what what i told you where that that whole experience of making your own stuff whilst that i had i want to kind of bring that back and just have some fun and do some short films especially now now's the right time because nothing's really happening in the industry yeah instead of saying still i want to make stuff so so that should be quite exciting hopefully hopefully i love that for you um, I've only got two more questions. I know I'm keeping you way more. I'd, I would keep you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, we talk a lot about authenticity. It's very easy yeah. for creatives. I've been guilty of it from the beginning of my career as well, earlier on. Not losing yourself, but finding it hard to stick to who you are and your values. What does authenticity mean to you, Sebastian? Hmm. Oh. Uh, so... It's quite interesting because you could say a lot of the time it's like you'll be like, yeah, authenticity is being real or like being completely who you are. But then I feel like a lot of people still aren't who they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, so for me, it is sometimes it's being slightly different as well because I'm I'm like um I think I think it boils down to like authenticity being like you doing things with clarity or doing things without an ego um and uh I feel like that is like an authentic human being so so I feel like that's what authenticity is to me I think like when I'm doing stuff pure purely um and with clarity, with purpose, then then it it's authentic, you know, uh, and it's truthful. 
it and then and then however you react or however you behave or how, whatever you do is necessary for that moment or for that thing so it doesn't mean staying the same everywhere or in every moment it means kind of doing what's needed for that particular for that particular thing but yeah that's that's a very long-winded way to say <laughs> being real but hopefully you get it i get it i love it you re rebirthed being real so don't worry it's <laughs> and sebastian one message for people yeah. that are inspired by your story or look up to you or want to do what you're doing what golden advice would you give them um i think so there's one of there's a quote that i coined that i i hope i coined it trademark it now it's all good do it now. <laughs> nah but it's not it's not it's not that deep like i'm sure people have said it but i mean it's just something that i've I, I feel strongly about which is inner work is more important and I feel like focusing like whatever I do just having that focus on um ha having that focus on self and um and growth and and doing the work on self helps everything else you know so I think just 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 um realizing that that you know the, all these external things and work and all of that is not it's not as deep you know the deep thing is like for you to work on yourself you know yeah so that's what that's what i would say just focus on focus on you as a human instead of like you as like a filmmaker and stuff yeah <laughs> drop mic <laughs> <laughs> I love that Sebastian Lenny, honestly it's been such a pleasure speaking with you I'm really really happy we got to talk because I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing and just oh, meeting you in this half an hour I can just tell how deep you are and it's just so it's been so lovely chatting with you thanks for making the time oh thank you thank you likewise likewise it's been fun it's been good really I'm fun. glad thank best you. of luck with everything and I can't wait to see what you get up to all right much love thank all you best, thank Sebastian. you Sebastian <laughs> And if you want to learn more about Sebastian, make sure you follow him on all socials. We'll also tag him on all of our content and make sure you share, like and subscribe to this podcast.